Welcome back to Tailboard Meetings with Jesus. This is Derek Britt. We're continuing our study on the commands of Christ. Today we're going to talk about beware of covetousness. Beware of covetousness. Life is not measured in the abundance of things. When, uh, have any of you ever had to do fire watch or, or be on call at the station where uh, maybe the radio system is down and you're having to be awake and, and standing watch and, and ready so if there's an alarm, you can let everybody else know uh, whether the alarm was received by telephone or, or somebody coming by. Uh, you had to be on. We had to be on watch and ready to alert the rest of the members to provide the information that was needed. Uh, you know, and watching fire watch, being there alert, watching, making sure nothing's happened. Uh, you know, if you fell asleep, you could miss a call and and being derelict of your duty, your mission, and our mission in the fire service is always to be ready. Well, do you know Jesus encouraged? is us to put in as much effort into watching out for covetousness in our life as we do standing watch at the firehouse. We're not to be consumed with gathering things in our life. Greed should never overtake our life and dictate how we interact with others. The definition of covenant is a desire to obtain something for oneself. This desire can lead to a craving or passionate desire for more of that something, even if that something belongs to someone else. We see in Luke twelve fifteen, Jesus gives this command. Then he said to them, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. We see here in this translation, it doesn't use the word covenant in this verse. The term greed is used instead. The same Greek word is used for both of these as a translation of greed or covenant. The con this conversation took place between Jesus and and someone in the crowd, Jesus addressed the entire crowd with his answer. Notice how there were all kinds of greed. Greed does not show itself only in one's way. In one way, a person's life is not measured by God in the amount of things that you have. We see as we dig deeper in Luke 12, 13 through 21, someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide his inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man who appointed me a judge or an arbitrator between you, then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist of an abundance of possessions. And he told them in this parable, The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, they have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, 
you fool. This very night your life will be demanded you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves but is not rich toward God. See, a person in the crowd came to Jesus to settle a dispute, an inheritance. People came to pastors and rabbis from time to time to settle disputes. And this was probably the case this this instance. In Deuteronomy, it's outlined what should be done in these cases, but there could always be extenuating circumstances. What is profound here is the fact that Jesus wouldn't hear the case. Jesus came to bring people to God and not property to people. Jesus gives us a stern warning to watch out, to be on guard. The term be on guard is stronger than watch out. To be on guard is a term that advises one to be ready to fight off an enemy and be prepared for battle. Jesus hammers the point in verse 14 with a parable of a short story. Before us is a picture of a wealthy farmer who has who's had a great year and has a, a great bumper crop coming in. The farmer decides to pull down and tear down his old barns and build new barns. In the Greek, the word my is used four times in verses 17 through 19, and the word I eight times. The wealthy farmer is very selfish. The man is not considered with others and considerate about others and using his wealth to help others for the greater good only for his own selfish needs. God calls this individual a fool. The usage of the word is prevalent in the Proverbs of the Old Testament, and it rings loud and clear to the crowd that day. Life is not certain, and we never know when our last day will be. As firefighters and first responders, we should understand this principle. Jesus sums up the parable by reminding people that it is far better to be rich in God than to lay up treasures for yourself. Colossians 3, 5 says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to the earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. Ephesians 5, 5 says this, For of this you can be sure. No immoral, impure, greedy person such a person as an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. James 4 2 says, You desire not, you desire, but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. Finally, in Mark 14, 4, 9, it says, But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and desires of other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. As Christian firefighters and first responders, we need to remember what is truly important in life. It does not matter how much wealth you have, how much you're able to accumulate before you die. God is not impressed by that. Riches and material wealth will not get you into heaven or improve your standing before God. Only what you have done for Christ will last. Are you actively involved in the ministry God has called you to do? If not, pray that God would show you how to glorify Him in the fire service and be able to be used by Him. What are you doing?
Are you get trying to just gain stuff and wealth for yourself? Are you taking the gifts that God's given you and using them for His kingdom to benefit others, to help others? Where are you at today? That's what our lesson's about. Are you taking every opportunity that God's presented you and using it to bring Him glory? What are you doing with your stuff?